What's going on, everybody? Hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed some hoops. We are back. Look at us in a consistent schedule. How about that, huh? Who would have thought? Anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. Again, like I said, hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the NFL playoffs. I mean, was the, has there been a better weekend of games? Obviously not since they expanded. I don't know. It just, they were all so good. All high scoring, except, you know, it was still high scoring, but it's it, it was not good, was the Cowboys game. Before we get into the show, I mean, I, I didn't think Tom Brady could look like that. I just, I, I, I didn't think that Tom Brady was allowed to lose a playoff game by 17. He still threw for over 300 yards, but he threw the ball 66 times. Anyway, this is not an NFL podcast. This is the state of Southeastern, all right? On today's show, I told you last time we would have a guest on Tuesday. Well, guess what we've got? A guest, and it's the guy we talked about last time. Nick Caldwell joining us on the show. Huge thanks to Nick for joining us. And a little disclaimer, I I don't know if you've picked up on this. I ask very long-winded questions. Sometimes it's like the old Michael Scott meme. You know, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. That's almost like how I how I ask questions. So I ask some long-winded questions. And at a few, I don't know, man. It's it's not good for me or the person I'm interviewing. Um, my apologies to Nick for confusing him at times with some of these questions. If I was getting interviewed by me, I don't think I would be able to answer them. Because the question just doesn't end. I need to work on that. Self-improvement uh, 2023 will be me shortening my interview questions. Great interview with Nick. Some good insight into uh, his recruiting process and then just the state of uh, Southeastern basketball this year. How about four and one? Four wins in a row. We'll get into that. We'll recap uh, the games this week. Look ahead, uh, or last week rather, we'll look ahead to the game on Thursday, Thursday's games, and we wrap up the show talking about our newest national champion. So let's start on the women's side. I just kind of glossed over that, huh? Our newest national champions. Our newest national champions! There you go. On the women's side, a tough loss. Really tough, because we never uh, we never really had a chance in the game. And I just kept waiting for us to put it together, and it just didn't happen. 55-49, we somehow uh, clawed within six. Losing to UIW, 55-49, we never led. And uh, we shot only 36% from the field, 22% from three, four of 19. That's something I've noticed. Uh, We have not shot the three a ton this year. We shot it 19 times against UIW. They shot 40%, but, oh my goodness, they were good for three. And they made them when they counted, when they mattered, I should say. 11 of 20 from three. Off the bench, Georgia Elliott hit six threes. 
Six of seven. Georgia Elliott this year is averaging four points per game. She scored 20 against us. Leading the way, Alexis Horn with 13 points. We got 11 from Haley Giortano. Six points, nine rebounds from Natalie Kelly. And off the bench, Chrissy Brown with her fourth double-double of the year. Like I said on the last show, you put Natalie Kelly and Chrissy Brown on the floor together, who is rebounding the ball? No one except us. With the loss, I mean, it's just, it was unfortunate. It's unfortunate. You're going to have games where you don't shoot the ball well. And if we shoot the ball just a little bit better, we win the game because we only gave up 55. It's only the third time this year we've scored less than 50. We're 0-3 in all three of those games. So looking at the standings now, last time on the show I told you Corpus, or I always want to call him Corpus Christi, Texas A&M Commerce cannot win the conference. That is false. They can win the conference. They can win the regular season title, and they can win the conference tournament. They just can't go to the NCAA tournament. They can go to the women's NIT. So if they win uh, the conference regular season, they automatically lock up that women's NIT spot. If they go to the conference tournament and win the conference tournament, it will then go to the team that either won the regular season or I assume it would go to the team that finished in second if they win the regular season and the conference tournament. We are now two games behind them. We are one game behind Corpus Christi, who is four and one. We are tied with Northwestern State at three and two. Speaking of Northwestern State, that's who we've got tomorrow. Anna Nims is in her third year at Northwestern State. They have won three in a row after they uh, they dropped their first two. The Lady Demons score just over 61 points per game. They are 7-2 when they score over 56 So let's uh, let's not let them score 56. Seems pretty simple. They've been uh, they've played a lot of close games. They lost by six to McNeese. They then beat McNeese at the in the final second, 62-61. It's a weird schedule for them. They've played McNeese, Nichols, McNeese, Nichols. That's their last four games. And they've split, or actually they swept Nichols, 67-58. Most recently out. 76-64. The thing that concerns me with Northwestern State is them on their home floor. They are 1-6 and six on the road, but their most uh, recent game out was on the road, and they won it. So they broke a six-game road losing streak. At home this year, we are 4-1. and one. And we actually have the uh, the most wins on the road of any team in the conference. We're 4-1 and one at home this year. Last time out was our only loss to Lamar, 57-47. This is a good team coming into Hammond tomorrow, and we need a win. I mean, because we've showed all the promise in the world, but we got to get it done tomorrow. Got to get it done tomorrow. Not tomorrow. This game's on Thursday. Didn't we used to play on Wednesdays? Pretty sure we did. Doing a podcast by yourself is such an interesting thing. It's literally just 
you're just talking to yourself. I know I'm talking to you guys who are listening, but I'm just sitting here talking to myself. It's an interesting, uh, interesting dynamic. Moving to the men. There wasn't a ton about this team I loved going into conference, and then we lost going into conference. We lost to Nichols, got blown out by Nichols, and I thought maybe, you know, because the Wyoming game is looking a lot less impressive as the year goes on. Wyoming stinks. Like, it was a really good win when we got it, and it is proving to not be very good at all. But, man, this team is good. We've won four in a row, and it was a gutsy win over a UIW team that is better than their record shows. 75-71 on Saturday. Uh, Like I said, fourth win in a row. Boogie Anderson, 19 points, but most importantly, 7 of 8 from the line. Get this. We shot 92% from the line in this game. It was incredible how good we were from the foul stripe. 23-25. Unreal. We shoot 40% from the field, 38% from three. And we had 15 more free throw attempts than UIW. You know, if we don't make them, we lose the game. It was important to get to the line, but then we also, when we were there, we made the shots. So that was important. According to ESPN, 391 people were at this game. Interesting game in terms of the starters. Nick Caldwell only shoots one of seven. And then we only played eight guys. We only had three bench players. Three lines and double figures. Roger McFarlane, Boogie Anderson with 19, and Alec Woodard added 10 to go along with eight. Roger has a double-double, 13 points, 11 boards. Now... Thursday, you got a Northwestern State team that everyone crowned champions in December. They beat TCU, and they looked really fun. They looked really good. But everybody crowned them champions before we got to conference. DeMarcus Sharp has been awesome for them. Hansel Emanuel, if you're not aware, this is who he plays for. If you're looking for a reason to go to the game, you get to watch Hansel Emanuel play. On the road this year, they're not terrible. They're four and six is Northwestern State. They are two and three in conference. They are coming off a loss by 14 to Nichols. They have not been able to figure this thing out once they've gotten into conference. They have been extremely inconsistent. They lost to McNeese by 15. They then beat McNeese by 14. They beat Nichols by 20 and just lost to him by 14. I have no idea what kind of team is coming to Hammond on Thursday. They could either beat us on our home floor or they or we could run them out of the gym. I have no idea what you're getting. And that is the frightening part is that you truly have no clue what this team is going to be. They could go out and they can beat a top 25 team in TCU. And then you know, they can get destroyed by Rice, which they did. They can lose to Corpus Christi, but they can beat TCU. It makes no clue, makes no sense, rather, 
how a team can lose by 15 to McNeese and then five days later beat them by 14. It's like two different teams. The team that wins and the team that loses. These are not close losses. They don't play close games. They only beat people up and they only get blown out. That's who we got on Thursday. At home. Looking forward to it. And we've won four in a row. No big deal. To lead the conference. No big deal. Corpus Christi on Thursday. Let's see who we're rooting for. We're rooting for Lamar. If we win and Lamar wins, we have sole possession of first place in the conference. That's what we're rooting for. Speaking of Southeastern basketball, Nick Caldwell has been so good this year. And he's joining us on the show today. Great interview with Nick. Before we get to it, if uh, if you're not yet following us on Twitter, please do so. At the State of SLU. Follow us on Instagram, at the State of SLU. Subscribe to our YouTube page, at the State of Southeastern. You can also find the video version of this interview on our YouTube page. Here's our interview with Nick Caldwell. All right, we are now joined by Southeastern Basketball's Nick Caldwell. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, please subscribe. Give me a reason to keep doing this. Anyway, Nick, thanks so much for for joining us today, man. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. So, I'm just going to start with, with, with the thing that I want to know the most. What happened over the offseason, man? You know, you, you go from being a guy, you have the huge freshman year, you see your role decrease last year, and now having the best year of your career, what was the, what was the shift over the offseason? All right, so uh, Coach Kiefer told me over the offseason, he told me to, you know, get in the gym a lot and – put up a lot of shots and I feel like since I arrived back on campus over the summer I like every day I've been getting in the gym working on my craft and just working on my shot and you know as of lately it's been going in and I'm gonna continue to get in the gym and continue to put in that work so just letting the work speak for itself has pretty much been yeah so like what after your freshman year and you have it was such a weird year because like just about the whole roster either graduated or transferred except you and, and Max Brockman. What was that second year like with coach? Cause the wins still were not coming. Was there ever a point where you thought about leaving the program with the state that it was in? I mean, now you guys are reaping the benefits of, sticking around obviously with the championship appearance last year and then the start you guys are off to this year was that ever a thought for you uh no not I've never thought about transferring I don't think you know Southeastern's always been family for me and me and coach Kiefer I've always had a good connection and I've always trusted what he's what he's done program I have a lot of trust in him and who he brings in so just trying to just trying to bring a championship to the to Hammond and I was, I was talking to him during your freshman year, your recruitment was, you weren't, you know, highly recruited at all. And um, just talk about the relationship you guys built during your recruiting process. Um, and then just for him to give you a chance to play division one, when not many people really did. 
Um, you know, Coach Kiefer, I guess. So what is your question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good, man. Just like, you know, I remember he was telling me a story about, I think it was at an AAU tournament. He found you and for the first time. And then just the recruiting process from that, because you were not highly recruited and just him giving you a chance to play D1. Just talk yeah, about it was, the, yeah. Yeah, he saw me, he saw me at, our, at their elite camp. I came to Southeastern. I would, yeah, I wasn't highly recruited. I, the only reason I got the Southeastern offer is because my high school came to a, a camp here and we played a few games and I was able to, you know, play decent in those games. And Coach Keeper saw that. And ever since, he's always just liked to what kind of player I was. And we've built a relationship ever since I've met him. So. Did your did that when did that offer when did that offer come for you? Was it late in your year, senior um, year? It was the after the first game of my junior year. Okay, so you had it for a while. Yeah, the coach, Coach Ladner, the coach that was here before, Coach yeah, Kiefer okay. originally, he originally offered me, and then Coach Kiefer okay. called me when he got the job. Coach Kiefer called me when he got the job, and he was like, "Hey, got the job. Let me know if you're still coming. We still want you." So I was like. Yes, sir. I'm all, so did I'm uh, did Southern Miss show an so show any interest once Ladner went there? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, so it's and Southeastern was that the only D one for you? Yes. Awesome, man. So yeah. just talk about getting on campus. You're coming in. You don't have any other D one interest, and then for you to have the freshman year that you had was that all a a surprise to you you getting so much playing time and and playing at such a high level as a true freshman well I think it was you know coming in I was really I was only about 190 pounds Mm -hmm. and you know during that off season I kind of you know told myself I'm gonna put on a bunch of weight put on some more muscle because that was really the biggest thing coach Kiefer was worried about was my weight and my size so I went in the summer put on put on about 15 pounds pounds of muscle and you know that freshman year I wasn't I just went in with a chip on my shoulder and just tried to play as yeah. hard as I could that's really I just went out there and played as hard as I could to try to just prove that I'm not a freshman out there and I think that you know you go into your second and third now your fourth year even though you're technically a junior um your role has seen so many different variations. You know, you, you see your minutes decrease last year, but then you, um, you come back again this year and you've really turned into more of a scorer than you've ever been. Um, how did you keep, um, I guess, a positive attitude? Because I, I feel like you could almost have written your career off in a way, in the way that your slot and the rotation was. How did you stay positive through that? Yeah, it was just it was just the trust I had in Coach Kiefer, you know, and I, exactly I was just trying to stay positive every day, do what I could to help the team win, mm-hmm. and, and you know last year we came up a little bit short, but this year I feel like you know my role has increased, and I'm gonna do whatever I can just to help us get that championship. What what do you think is different about this year's team than last year's? Because yeah, you guys got to the conference championship, but 
I feel like this team has a little bit more momentum. It's a little bit more well-rounded. You know, you yeah, guys we are, are playing we, extremely well. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, last year's team could really score the ball whenever we wanted. But say we're tied with five minutes left, three minutes left, whatever the case may be, like these last three games have been, have been yeah. close like this. And we've been able to close that out with a bunch of stops and rebounds. And yeah. that is the key to winning those games. And, you know, last year's team would score, but, you know, sometimes we just seem to not get that just one little stop or rebound, you know. And I feel like this year's team is locked in defensively towards, like, down the stretch. At the end of the How game. much of that is, like, because I, I remember that was, like, the thing I noticed right off the bat when Coach Kiefer got the job was he's a defensive coach. You feel like right. – and you've been with him throughout this whole time now. Do you feel like this is the team that's – truly bought in 100% to that philosophy? Yeah, defensively, would just everybody just bought in to win. Everybody yeah. wants to do whatever they can to win. And this year's team is, yes, everybody's just bought into winning whatever moving it takes. In, moving into some – I need to know. I want to talk to Boogie at some point. Do you guys ever get on him to shoot some threes? Do you ever make fun of him for that? Hey. He does just fine getting in the paint and throwing up them floaters. <laughs> it's, I mean, I just don't understand how, like, he never at some point is just like, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I know he's tried a few this year. He still hasn't made one yet, though, man. Oh, yeah, he's thrown up, like, some half-court shots or something. But he works on his shot a lot, you know, working on his free throw, and he's his shot's gotten a lot better. But his game is more so the floater and right away in the uh, mid-range area. When you got on campus, one of the first things I noticed, probably one of the best tattoos in the Southland Conference. What? When did you get it? What's the inspiration, man? It actually really – I really didn't even make the connection of it towards Southeastern <laughs> till like – till somebody told me, like, I think one of the commentators freshman season – said something about like oh he's got so much school spirit for that tattoo but I got it I got it my senior year in high school I think like for my birthday pretty sure my okay. birthday is, but it's not a lion it's, it's a it's a tiger in a rose it's not a lion is it really yeah it's a tiger yeah I don't know why it I've, <clears throat> I've just always thought it's a lion but then I have another one on my forearm too okay it's got a little Very cross. It's got, the, yeah, it's got the date I was born. Are you going to add, are you going to complete the sleeve? Is that in the works? Yeah, it's just, you know, whenever I can get some money, you know, stuff's not cheap. <laughs> you see, that's half, that's, that's half the battle there, man. Speaking of that, um, you know, you, you came in before all this NIL stuff. And now NIL is like such a big deal. I mean, what has that been like transitioning? Obviously, mid-major school, there's not a ton of opportunities, but, like, has that been, like, a learning experience almost? I mean, I Like, trying I've to figure this whole thing out? Yeah, I personally haven't even tried to mess with the NIL. Don't right. really know much about it. They, I mean, they yeah. talked to us about it, let us know about it, but I haven't really tested it at all, really. Gotcha. Well, no, look. Really. You're, you're probably about to get hundreds of thousands of dollars after your appearance on the show. Just warning you. It's a very big platform we've got. 
Um, <laughs> who is the who's the guy that you don't want to have a dunk contest against on the team? Uh, boogie. 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 As, yeah, Boogie's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Dude. Boogie's got bunnies like crazy. <laughs> I mean, his dad, I had no idea who his dad was, man. Dad played like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I was watching the Xavier game. Like, yeah, his dad played for the Broncos. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's his dad. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. I learned so, that not too long ago myself either. <laughs> didn't, didn't put two and two together. Didn't put two and two together. Why would you, you know? Yeah. And um, Boogie is... Boogie is a football player on the basketball court. Dude, like, it's, it's Boogie's like a running back. Do you ever miss because when you when you guys made the switch from Adidas to Under Armour, I miss the gold jerseys with Southeastern Louisiana on. Do you ever miss miss the old uniforms at all? Uh, yeah, we, we did have a gold jersey my freshman year. That was pretty nice, but the jerseys we have now are are pretty sick. You're, the black ones. You're rocking with them. The gray ones. Yeah, the new jerseys okay. are. Yeah, new jerseys are it. The new logo, the new everything. Colors. How's the How's Pump. the new corp been treating you? How's the what? How's the new corp been treating you? Are you a fan? Corp. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. a new corp. The logo. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the best logo, best corp we I've had since I've been here. There you go, and you've had a that's few. The best, yeah. 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 So very good. Yeah. Nick, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Congratulations on just getting back on the floor, man. You know, because you, you've stuck it out. It's been awesome to see you grow the last few years. Congratulations on all the success. And thanks for joining us today, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. If Let me know if you want to do this again. I'll be glad, you know. Or if you want awesome, anybody man. else, you can talk to him about getting the show, man. Good deal, Trying man. Trying to get you out there for real. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. Huge thanks to Nick Caldwell for joining us. And like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, my apologies for my long-winded questions that can get confusing. I'm working on it. Before we go, I want to give a shout-out. To our newest national champions, Southeastern Cheerleading. They are your 2023 national champions. In what exactly? Well, I will tell you. They are the 2023 Open Co-Ed Game Day national champions at the UCA Cheerleading and Dance Team National Championships. We are a cheer school. That's what we do. We win national championships in cheerleading. Everyone knows this. Huge congratulations to Southeastern Cheerleading. And I saw it on Twitter all weekend. You know, we were we were dominating. Had a ton of uh ton of accolades down there in Orlando. I'm looking for a... All right. Small co-ed Division One. We finished third. 
and my apologies for not knowing what any of this stuff means. Uh, small Koa Division One cheer bronze medal is Southeastern. So we finished third there. Um, small Coed Division One. That's the. Uh, I think that's the same thing. Look, it's what we do. We're just a cheer school. Congratulations to Southeastern Cheer. It's not often we get a national champion in Hammond, America. So I'm going to celebrate it. Okay? And you should too. Congratulations. We are the gold standard. Green and gold standard. That's what we do. Anyway... Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Hope you enjoy some basketball on Thursday. We will be back on Friday. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at the State of SLU. Follow us on Instagram, at the State of SLU. Subscribe to the YouTube. Visit the website, thestateofslu.com. Anyway, enjoy the games on Thursday. I will see you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Can't thank you enough for supporting the show. See you on Friday. It's lying up over everything. This is the state of Southeastern.